0: A radio show that confesses Christ. Without
1: confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously.
2: Without taking ourselves so seriously.
1: You're listening to Table Talk Radio.
0: Now let's, yes, the answer is, if a song says the word God, it should be singing about Jesus. But the question here is, Jesus mentioned by name or concept, is that, is it... Is it clear that the person that we're singing to is
2: Jesus? You start to separate others. So I have more good works than that person. And so this is where pietism ends up. That, uh, oh, I'm a better Christian because I have more good works than you.
0: Our our, our evangelism program would basically be like a roast. <laughs>
2: Every time you turn around, it seems like it's another table talk radio coming your way. I know. and Like uh,
0: five in a day or something. <laughs> so,
2: I mean, I've heard. I mean, we should probably have some sort of a disclaimer or warning that uh, people have actually um, brought on physical harm by doing table talk radio marathons. And uh, this yes. is not rec- especially in the car. So we do not recommend this in any way, I know. shape, or form.
0: I know. That's right. So, do you want to tell like, some great emails by here by the way? Yeah, give us the yeah, lineup so what, for today. Um so, I know that we're going to do emails and buzzwords. And then um something about theology. You got to
2: be kidding me. I told you, you just told me. three times today. Hold on.
0: Oh, look, look. I wrote this down. Name that church body yes. and uh BS. Oh, that must stand for bumper sticker. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, that's a, that applies. That's true. That, that, that we'll we'll be doing that for the, for the next four segments. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah. uh buzzwords, that was awkward. Uh buzzwords, my theological buzzword for you is tentatio. Um so of yes. back-to-back radio shows. Tentatio. This is um uh, from the Latin word that means um you could say temptation, or probably better than that would be uh, spiritual affliction. But this On is...
0: Fichtung, in German, right? On yeah.
2: Um, so Luther talks about uh, the the three things that make a theologian. This is what you learn about when you go to the seminary. It's kind of neat because you learn about it in a classroom and then you endure it. <laughs> um, first you go to Greek class and you're worried about passing, so you do a little oratio. Uh, That is prayer. prayer. (laughs) And then you go to chapel and do a little uh, meditatio, that is meditation. Listening to the scripture, yep. Uh, And then you get your Greek exam back and you get tentatio, spiritual affliction. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But in any case, uh, these are the things that uh, Luther said, um, make a theologian, so that we would be praying to God, that we would be meditating, um, especially on his word. And he liked to talk about meditatio in terms of Psalm 119, um, Meditatio. But see see here's the thing. You're 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 in the word, you're praying. Um but that yet for Luther doesn't make you a theologian. Um th- those things must be brought into practice when uh you face the devil and his temptations. And so yes. when the devil drags you through some kind of uh um uh tentatio, uh this is what Luther would say what makes a theologian, because now you have to believe in the promises that you pray and meditate.
0: Yeah. That's good. It's like a uh, it's like a bullseye for the devil. It's like, you know how there's those Navy, oh, God bless you. Um, I bet you muted yourself. Uh-huh. That well, well, thank you. Why, why, <laughs> what compelled you to say that? <laughs> bless you too, my child. <laughs> so, uh, you know, the the Navy, Navy SEALs uh, that go in and do the advanced targeting thing. I know all about this. I'm basically an expert in Navy SEAL stuff. <laughs> uh, the other yeah. day I was doing pull-ups like the Navy SEALs. So now uh, the they go in and they'll sight in, do the laser sighting, and then the guy shoots the bomb in, and it lands right where the these guys go up and do this thing. I'm sure someone listening probably knows more about it. Anywho, that's what oratio and meditatio is. It's like the Navy SEAL targeting for the devil's uh, arrows. So wow. you do a little praying, you do a little meditating on the Scripture, and uh, that's the advanced targeting system for the devil to uh, bring the... They bring the boom on you.
2: Mm-hmm. Like is that a, how like say it, that? It, it,
0: lay the boom on you. Do you it, bring the boom or lay the boom? Uh, I don't know. You're not cool enough to even know that. <laughs> my, my buzzword for you is old Adam. Hey, I've got one of those. Yeah. Uh, the old Adam is the what sinful flesh uh, that clings to us from our birth. It is the part of us that is stained irrevocably with sin. The original sin. And, of course, when we say original sin, we don't mean the sin that no one's thought of. (laughs) That never gets old, really. Mm. Get it? You weren't even paying attention. I
2: I, I, I mean, I I was, and I kind of think it gets old, but I just don't think it's that original.
0: Anyway, (laughs) your original sin joke is not that original. (laughs) Wait a minute. Now, everyone's got an old Adam. Even the Christian has an old Adam. And the old Adam cannot be trained so we are not in an old Adam rehab institute. We are, The old Adam is put to death, drowned and die, so that we might be raised to new, new life uh, daily through repentance. That's the old Adam thing.
2: Okay, so we have to kill him. Kill him. Kill him. Crucify him. Okay, sounds good. Let's go to the email. Let's, what what uh, emails have we? I have an received? email
0: here, and it, this is I I have uh, received the um, submission for the Boston Beer Party Constitution and Bylaws, cre- Table Talk Radio Cult of Pure Doctrine Boston Chapter. Uh, so I was wondering if we still had that going on. Yeah, yeah, we got at least one chapter. That thing's catching I, no, on. I know. I've heard huh? of a couple. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard of a couple of chapters. In fact, 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 I heard of a covert chapter there at the St. Louis Seminary. Oh, uh, it yeah. It'd have I to be undercover. the names of yeah. the members.
2: Anyway. They're, a, uh, founding, they're an underground uh, cult of pure doctrine. <laughs> right. That's Persecuted.
0: Right. Official <laughs> certification of the chapter <laughs> has the link here. Founding fathers, founding fathers of our esteemed chapter, the following three men. Paul the astrophysicist, Eric <laughs> X. Cathedra, and Mark Elder the Younger. Uh, and then members of the Boston Beer Party cult of pure doctrine beyond the fathers, blank. Membership criteria. <laughs> Following her criteria, uh, the members must be an active member in good standing with the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod or other church body in full altar pulpit fellowship with the Missouri Synod. Two, quia subscription to the Book of Concord. Three, select a ridiculous nickname that must be approved by the fathers or their legitimate successors. Four, quia subscription to the rules of the federal body of the cult of pure doctrine. I'm not even sure what that is, but it has a link to my Twitter feed. I wonder what that's, Maybe that's a picture I took. Mascot. The official mascot of the Boston Beer Party Cult of Pure Doctrine is Kimnitz the Triceratop, whose three horns symbolize the Holy Trinity, and yet there are not three horns, but one head that acts both as a shield to the vital areas of the Boston Beer Party Cult of Pure Doctrine and to attack our enemies. Logo. Oh, nice. They have a logo. It's a beer mug, which says Cult of Pure Doctrine has a Triceratops on it.
2: Huh. Uh, yeah. and people are kind of creative with this
0: they got porch ministry the essential part of the Boston Beer Party mission is to provide safe place for expression of pure doctrine porch ministry exists to provide etc they got a litany to the porch ministry Lutheran essentials uh, any other goofy rules we deign to require must be approved of full correct members of the Boston Beer Party so this is official recognition of the acceptance and approval of the constitution of the Boston Beer Party cult of pure doctrine welcome to the Cult of Pure Doctrine. <laughs> oh, that's, that's quite you get the, the inauguration! Show. Wow, that's Welcome great. Welcome to the. Can do? You have any applause sound effects? Don't worry, let me find some. All right, oh. that's my email. Hey, this is great. Thank you. This uh, email, by the way, came from Paul, the astrophysicist, one of the four, three founders.
2: Very nice. Very nicely
0: done. Okay, so that how many do we have now? How many um,
2: chapters are there? At least two. Okay. <laughs> all right we have another email we have uh two minutes left here in a segment oh you want
0: me to get one i got one uh let's see here i just had it oh that's my twitter feed ah yes this is a from chase with a c with two c's Uh, like the bank hey no we don't want you to read
2: that you're overdrawn
0: (laughs) dear bank customer this chase says hey thanks for your podcast i have a question about seeking god remember that I'm at a crossroads because I see how Paul says no one seeks God, but then he says in Acts 17, God did this so that we'd seek him, perhaps reach out for him and find him. Now, this is going to be interesting. I was part of a heavy law church for five years. I'm trying to understand the Lutheran faith more. Uh, And then the quote from uh, Acts 17, from one man he made all the nations. Did we talk about this before? Yeah, that's why it's going to be interesting.
2: We're going to compare our answer this time to the answer we gave last time. Did we
0: read? I normally mark the emails that we read. Did we read this email?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did.
0: Or did go, someone else ask about go, this? Go I ahead. I think we might have gotten. Anyway, here's the text. One man he made all the nations, that they should inhabit the whole earth. He marked out their appointed times in history, the boundaries of their land. God did this so they would seek and perhaps reach out for him and find him. He is not far from any of us. For him when we live and move and have our beings. Some of your poets have said we are his offspring. Ah, maybe this one is different. has a little bit new, different nuance to it, doesn't it? Right. So this has the Acts 17. This is Paul preaching there in the... Uh, Mars Hill mm-hmm. in Athens, mm-hmm. and quoting the pagan a couple of the pagan poets, which is strange. Uh, a, and I, I don't know if I mentioned this before. I think this is a tough sermon of Paul's, by the way. Um, so what do we do when Paul says in Romans, quoting the Psalms, no one seeks God? And then he says, God did this thing. He made the people so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him. Well, the point I think of this is that In the end, nobody, in fact, does seek God. It's not that we're not supposed to. Mm -hmm. We're commanded to seek Him, commanded to love Him, commanded to trust Him. The problem is, according to our old Adam... Wait, that's the buzzword I gave to you. According to the old Adam... Thank you. uh, We don't. We don't, and we can't. And that's our condemnation.
2: So this goes back to the whole thing, Uh, do we have the power to do the things that God has commanded us and most people will yes. say well if he commanded it then we must be able to so maybe we'll talk about that more on the other side of this break and then we'll play name that church body you're listening to table talk radio don't go in control if if you want to
1: go Hey, you really are listening to Table Talk Radio.
2: Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Okay, so Pastor Wolfmiller, you said that. Uh, Whoa, you know. that was an abrupt bump. On the one, you didn't like that song. (laughs) On On the the one hand, hand, you have uh, God, well, Paul, well, God through Paul, (laughs) commanding (laughs) us to seek after God, and on the other hand, you have God through Paul saying that no one seeks after God. So the question Uh, is: Is the fact that God?
0: I mean, almost. You don't quite have any of them say seek the command to seek. It says he did these things that we might seek him. Okay, fair enough. So, but close. But yeah, on, on the one hand you have seek, and then on the other hand you have no one seeks. It's almost like, uh, I mean, you, you, so you see the same sort of thing where the commandments say love, and then it says nobody loves, mm-hmm. or believe, and then I cannot believe. You, you know.
2: So oftentimes people say, "Well, God wouldn't have commanded it if he if we weren't able to do it."
0: This is what this is what the big fight was about between Luther and Erasmus. Remember that guy? Mm-hmm. How, I can't. What are we talking about? This ten minutes ago. Erasmus said this was Erasmus's big deal in *The Bondage of the Will*. He says the command includes the pre the presupposition. Is that the right thing that it includes? It 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 presupposes the capacity to keep the commandment. So, uh, God says, uh, "Love your neighbor." That must mean that you can love your neighbor, because who in the world would say, "Love your neighbor" if you can't actually love your neighbor? And the answer to that question is God. <laughs> Some, someone who wants to, uh,
2: you to trust in their son's death.
0: Well, right. And this is the point is that the commandment is not now to, uh, it is not chiefly to be done, but it's to show us our sin. Through the law came the knowledge of sin, says St. Paul. So the chief purpose of the law is to show us our sin. And for it to do that, it has to show us the things that we're not doing, that we ought to do, but don't and can't. So this that is true. It doesn't mean we're off the hook, because it doesn't mean—see, just because we can't seek God doesn't mean we, in fact, have to seek God and must seek God. See? that That's the trick. I mean, So we're still condemned by the commandment that we don't and can't do. Correct. Okay, good.
2: Uh, now in the program, we're going to play a little Name That Church Body. And... You're never going to get mine.
0: Not in a million years are you going to get mine. Okay.
2: That ought to be fun, then. Look forward to that, folks. Um, <laughs> but the way this works is we... I i go from a website. Are you, are you going out of those things called books?
0: I do have a book here.
2: Okay. So I read a statement of beliefs from some church website, and then Pastor Wolfman there has to figure out what, I guess, denomination or whatever from the, the church that I'm reading from. And uh, he does that by his vast theological knowledge and uh, the things people say on their websites.
0: Mm-hmm. So, um I I can't believe that we do this because I cannot (laughs) believe that anyone would actually ever say anything wrong on the Internet. I heard, I know you're not going to believe this, but I heard the other day someone was in a fight about something on the Internet. Hmm. Hmm. That doesn't sound right at all. I I know. I know. Okay.
2: Well, here we go. Uh, The first, first section here says, We gather for worship each Sunday because we are happiest when the center of life is not ourselves, but the Holy One. The God slash Goddess who created this world whoa, in all its whoa. blessings. It is the ever living one who has forgiven us, restored us, and blessed us with new life through the saving act of Jesus' death and resurrection. Oh, whoa. whoa. <laughs> uh, and it is. Jesus or Jesusita? <laughs> oh, you, you wait. You femin- ate. <laughs> <You wait. laughs> <Okay>. and, <laughs> and it is God slash Goddess who enables us to turn from lives of self-absorption to lives in partnership with God slash goddess for the (laughs) sake of the neighbor. At least every Sunday, we need to be reminded of the focus and purpose of life, and we are grateful that the Spirit of the Living One blesses us through our sharing of the word of grace and the Holy Communion meal. We are sent into the world to be bearers of that divine world— sorry, divine word— that can raise the dead to new
0: life what? oh man, this is really a weird one all right so so they they mentioned Jesus or his sister
2: <laughs> you know i this is a struggle that we don't we we don't know that God is male or female if only he would have revealed himself in one way or the other. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we we would have a, a gender to apply to, to yeah God. yeah I mean
1: but, uh,
0: now it just we just have to say God slash goddess <laughs> I don't I, it would be easier wouldn't it to say God then with a, a parentheses D E S S wouldn't that be well the way it has it
2: is God slash D E S S so oh yeah God See,
0: that's how I would do it S huh. God God I wonder if that's now that's weird because because it seems to be, imply two gods there, doesn't it? I mean, the god-goddess thing is weird. But now look, they talk about Jesus. They talk about word and sacrament. They talk about bearing the word into the world. Hmm. I mean, this is like some sort of weird kind of combination between Christianity and witchcraft. Well, I, I, I'll i give you this for free,
2: this little uh, a footnote. You want yeah. a footnote? Yeah. Jesus' redemptive power lies ultimately in ideal, liberated humanity, not in his maleness. Christ's maleness is significant only insofar as he renounced the privileges that accompany it.
0: Whoa. Isn't that something?
2: Uh... So what I think is interesting here is that they're saying that there's privileges that accompany maleness. You were
0: surprised to find that.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, I would think that said church yeah, would said deny tr- such uh, privileges, <laughs> right? In order, and I mean, think about it. If you're going to say that Christ uh, humiliated Himself, you have to uh, acknowledge Christ's deity. That's right.
0: I mean, if it, if He would have become a woman, maybe it wouldn't have been an act of humiliation. <laughs> brbw at tabletalkradio.org <laughs> is the email address. <laughs> I mean, don't tell that to whoever is the is the lady pastor of this church. Now, what makes you think there's a lady pastor of this church? I wonder. You know, I think that there's a problem here. Is that this is so? You, um, it's almost like God is kind of transgender. Uh, <laughs> let's just not think about that too much. You got more quotes from these guys? Sure. Here's How another one. Gals? We <laughs>
2: you oppressive male. We <laughs> We strive <laughs> We strive to be an open and affirming community. I'm
0: surprised by that. All,
2: <laughs> all persons are welcome and loved in the love of Christ. This is an exciting time. Even though we have been in God's service since 1882 in this in this this particular city. Do you want to guess what city it is?
0: Um, I'm guessing it's close to an ocean.
2: (laughs) (laughs) San Francisco is what you're looking for. We are now in the process of birthing a new congregation. We are becoming a community of hospitality, which expresses inclusivity through word and worship, deed and ministry programming. Presently, we are offering our neighbors fellowship, education, and faith development opportunities through small group experiences such as our light hikes, Bible studies, bear area adventures, spirituality, photo treks, embracing— Bear area?
0: Is that where there's real bears? What?
2: Bear area adventures? Bay area. Oh. Bay area.
0: I thought they'd go out and play with the bears. <laughs> Some sort of Native American sort of thing.
2: Em- embracing the feminine face of God? faith discussions, and our spirituality quest journeys. Our worshiping community is challenging and exciting. We invite you to join us as you are able in these endeavors.
0: Embracing the feminine face of God, as opposed to the masculine face. Mm. This is the two-faced God. That's like,
2: uh, what was that, Marcionism? Only he had a different God from Old Testament, New Testament. This just has a different God for the various genders. Yeah. You got the law God.
0: That'd probably be the male God. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) And then the gospel God. The feminine Uh face. Uh There's a good distinction between law and gospel. I don't know how this kind of non... I mean, this kind of pure Gnostic witchcraft nonsense is ridiculous. Of course, I only say that because I'm... a A white man. (laughs) The Bible, written by oppressive men. You know, the feminine spirit is so is so strong that it takes an entire religion to suppress it. I don't know if you knew that.
2: (laughs) I've got one more for you. All right, I'm ready. Maybe two more if you want it. Um, This is like a poem or something.
0: Oh yeah, I love poetry.
2: Our mother, who is within us, we celebrate your many names. Wait a
0: minute. Mm -hmm. That sounded like mysticism, which I'm surprised to hear. Our mother who is within us. Mm -hmm. We celebrate
2: your many names. Your wisdom come. Oh, this is a a mockery of the Lord's Prayer. Um, Your will be done, unfolding from the depths within us.
0: Oh, my goodness!
2: (laughs) Each day you give us all that we need. You remind us of our limits, and we let go. What You support us in our in our power, and we act with courage. For you are the oh, yeah. dwelling place within us, the empowerment around us, and the celebration among us, now and forever. Amen.
0: That is blasphemy.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, the whole thing is blasphemy.
2: Right. I mean, you've you, you got to throw out the entire scriptures in order to start th- talking about this kind of thing. So we shouldn't be surprised when uh, you have something like that. Um, I I I do have one little other thing. If you want it, if you want to render your guess now, I'm I'd be happy yeah, to end this. This segment. is
0: my guess. Okay, I am sad to say, I think this is a member of the ELCA, Evangelical Lutheran Church of America. You are correct. Oh boy, is this the her church?
2: This is her church in San Francisco.
0: Oh, Lord have mercy.
2: Um, it says as a community of people of God slash goddess, we are called to minister all people of the world knowing that the world is often an unloving place. Our world is a place of alienation and brokenness. Christ Sophia calls us to reconciliation and wholeness. We are challenged by the gospel to be agents of healing within our society. We affirm with the Apostle Paul that uh, in Christ there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female. Christ Sophia has made us one. We acknowledge this reconciliation extends to all people. Because gay, lesbian, bisexual, and transgendered persons are often scorned by society and alienated from the church, we wish to make known our caring and concern. It is for this purpose that we affirm the following that the people of all sexual orientations, with all others, the worth that comes from being unique individuals created by God slash Goddess, that LGBT people are welcome within the membership of this congregation
0: organization or synod hmm. there you go yeah Sophia must be the uh jesus's uh, twin sister i'll tell you what there's nothing like being accepting and affirming of everything except for the biblical truth
2: <laughs> that's true well i i think we're over time we need to hit a break and then uh, you'll have a church body for me on the other side of the indeed i will we'll be right back
1: Table Talk Radio, where theology meets immaturity.
2: And we're back on Table Talk Radio. Maybe just one more word about that, Pastor Wolfmiller. Y- um, yes? I, I was thinking, now there's a lot that, that's wrong with that. I mean, we could point to any number of maybe uh, lead-ups to a church that would uh, just completely punt on all of Christian anything resembling Christian doctrine. But I think part of this is this um, so-called the, the social gospel or the liberation yes. theology, and this is the idea that uh, what what Jesus' main purpose was, what he was freeing us from, was societal societal oppression. And so um, this was pretty big uh, historically, especially in our country. Um, and civil rights uh movements and things like this but now if if that's if that's the theology that you form for yourself, all you're doing is looking around and looking for those um who are so called oppressed uh, and yep. in, and in this case um those who are are you know being oppressed so they're not really i mean but but what what 's being perceived as oppression is people saying that uh, homosexual behavior is sinful. Ah, oppression. Right, so now right. the 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 thing to do is to, sh- what they would say, show love to those who are being oppressed. And um, this idea of love uh, would be something like a child walking towards a fire that could fall in and say, I would never tell my child something wrong. <laughs> you know, right. or, or to sit, yell, at, or, you know, tell my child to do something he doesn't want to do. Right. Well, the loving thing in that instance is to uh, holler at your child to say, get away from that fire, to, to grab your child and, and get him away from the fire. And so it is with uh, with any kind of sin that if we're in a, a particular behavior or lifestyle that is sinful, contrary to the, the teachings of Holy Scripture— um, we should be thankful that the Lord sends messengers, uh, be it pastors or friends or whomever, to speak forth the word of truth, to call us to repentance, so that we can know what God's love is like, that is, through the cross of Christ and his atonement uh, for sin on the cross.
0: This is, it's one of the crosses that the church has to bear, and I, I think, Evan, that this cross is going to get heavier and heavier um, as time presses on, and that is that our love is is received as hate, mm. so we love the lord 's word and we and we don't want to let a word we don't want to let a single word that Jesus spoke uh, get away, and so we treasure that sort of thing and that out of that comes the uh, practice of closed communion, for example, and that's understood as hate, or we 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 honor the lord's gift of marriage and we want to we want to support and strengthen marriage in every place and and chastity uh, and purity where people are not married, and that is understood as repressive and hate filled speech so that and and there's no changing people's minds. I mean, we're not going to say, "Hey, w- w- this is an act of love to, to honor the Lord's gift of marriage and those people who are in it and those people who haven't don't have it yet." Um, it always will be understood as as hateful and repressive. And we just have to bear the cross of that and keep on loving. I mean, that's all you can do. And you get crucified for it. You know. I mean, that's a, it's the amazing thing is that Jesus didn't come to do some sort of wicked thing. He came to express to to deliver the father's love and f- and for that he gets crucified and the same thing now happens to the church uh so right and and i think that um i just lost what i was going to say <laughs> do
2: you have a church That's body right. <laughs> oh yeah
0: all right let's hear it uh let's see here i'm going to just read In some Christian circles, the word truth almost immediately conveys the meaning given to it in traditional philosophy of Greek origin. According to that philosophy, truth resides in the essence of things. We reach it via the connection that exists between any given thing and the idea we construct of it. There is a conformity between reality and idea. We possess the truth about the thing. This is a legitimate intellectual approach that may be regarded as typical to the Greek world. It's left its imprint on the history of the Western philosophy. But... The semantic mentality, which is that of the Bible, has a very different conception of truth. The Hebrew word translated truth, namely emet and related words, from which come our amen, implies solidity, fidelity, reliability, trustworthiness. The perspective here is concrete and historical. It reflects the world of the interpersonal, where what happens is important as or maybe even more important than what is. Hmm.
2: So this uh quote is trying to trying to make this distinction between what we consider as, as truth. Um, hey, is that your phone? Maybe.
0: Did I just hear your telephone? <laughs> maybe. Oh dear listeners. <laughs> Can I say what a joy this is? The radio professional forgot to turn off his phone.
2: <laughs> I know it is true. Usually yours is going off by now.
0: Right. But,
2: uh Someone's calling me. I mean, I mean, I can't help it that I'm so popular and people want to talk to me all the time. But, you know.
0: Did someone call the one eight hundred solo number? No, the no. who wants to date a single pastor number.
2: In any case, um, this particular quote you're reading from uh, is saying that uh, how it is that we know truth. Now, when we when we discover truth in this world, be it through uh, scientific discovery or through uh, reasoning through philosophy. What we start with are the things that we can observe and, and understand, and then we draw conclusions, ah, this is truth based upon the things that I've seen. But when we when we uh, gather it from Holy Scripture, it goes the other way, that, that the Scripture, uh, God's divine word made manifest in the person of Jesus, we uh, receive this word from God, and that is our truth, and then that gives us um, the way that we look at the things around us. So it's completely reversed. And I think that's what this is uh, sort of getting at.
0: I think so, too. If I was listening to you, I think I would have agreed with you. You want (laughs) some more? Sure. What is at stake is not simply a greater rationality in economic activity or a better social organization, but over and above all this, justice and love. To be sure, these classic concepts do not often come up in the language of political science, but there's no avoiding them here. And this demonstrates the human depth and density of the matter with which we're dealing. The use of the terms justice and love recalls to our minds that we are speaking of real human persons, whole peoples, suffering, misery, and exploitation, deprived of the most elemental human rights, scarcely aware that they are human beings at all. The praxis of liberation, therefore, inasmuch as it starts out from authentic solidarity with the poor and the oppressed, is ultimately a praxis of love, real love, effective and concrete, for real, concrete human beings. It is a praxis of love of the neighbor and love for Christ in the neighbor, for Christ identifies himself with the least of these human beings, our brothers and sisters. Any attempt to separate love for God and love for neighbor gives rise to attitudes that impoverish both. Ooh,
2: this is interesting. Now this is um, getting close to what we were just talking about a minute ago um, with kind of the social gospel, but I'm not convinced mm. that, that this is is quite going so far yet. Um because so far uh, if i if I heard this quote this quote correctly uh is that uh we we can't identify a love for God and then f- uh throw away care for the neighbor that these two things are are connected um and, and and certainly this is uh how God gave us the Ten Commandments right He gave us the Ten Commandments, and the first table uh that shows our relationship with God um that we should uh have no other gods misuse his name and remember the sabbath day and hear his word um the four commandments 4 through 10 to be all the ones that affect our relationship with fellow man uh, honor father or mother don't steal don't murder and these kinds of things so uh, this is true. Now, I, I'm interested in this third quote. You have a third quote, right? Sure. I've um, got a
0: whole book here to read from.
2: I'm interested in this third quote to see how far we're going to go with this. Is is the whole point of justice and love, as this quote is saying, um, is that encompassing the gospel? That is, the fact that Jesus would... Um, put himself among the the poorest and the societal outcasts, is that all the gospel is, or is it namely for the forgiveness of sins? So I'll be listening for that in the third quote.
0: Okay, Uh, let me see if I can find one that deals with that. (laughs) Christ is the truth, a truth that sets us free. That's interesting. The liberation he gives is an integral one that embraces all dimensions of human existence and brings us to full communion with God and one another. This liberation is therefore one that begins within history and thus becomes a way to a fullness that lies beyond it. An examination of the historical changes of the idea of freedom will bring light to their different perspectives on God and the poor. In this area, the basic datum of our faith is Christ's lordship over the development of the human race, a truth of which St. Paul especially is conscious. The basic dictum, datum, excuse me, enables us to understand that liberation, within which we can distinguish different levels, is a journey toward communion. Mm. Communion, however, is a gift of Christ who sets us free in order that we may be free, free to love. It is in this mm. communion that full freedom resides.
2: Wow. Okay, so I think that this uh, church body is going to lean towards this more social gospel, so to speak. Um, that did you hear it? So that, that the, the point of, of uh, communion, for example, to pick up on that last part, is not to be a means or to impart um, the forgiveness of sins, but it is to bring us into a fellowship so that we'll love the neighbor. Um, now, certainly, we, we, we do want to back up and say uh, love of the neighbor does result from faith. Uh, you know, we say that, we have this nice little saying that are saved by faith alone, but faith is never alone. Yes. Um but uh the reason the Lord uh saves us uh the reason the 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 son of God died on the cross was to forgive our sins, not so that we would just go uh help the outcast. Even though that is part that results from faith. Is that a clear distinction or an unclear distinction?
0: Yeah, no, that's good.
2: Okay. Now, who to nail this down to? I boy, I have no idea. Um, I don't know historic. I mean, you're reading out of a book, so it's probably
0: an older chair. Tra- <laughs> it's not that old. Okay. I can tell you when I'm reading from. Let's okay. See. Uh, uh, where is it here? Oh yeah, eight, 1986,
2: Huh? Oh, okay, nineteen eighty six. I'm I'm older than that. think. Yeah. Um. Well, I ironically, I think this is also going to be the ELCA. Yeah, am I right?
0: No. Oh. This is Gustavo Gutierrez. Uh, the truth shall make you free, and this is the father of liberation theology. So you were right about that, but he was a Catholic priest.
2: Oh, okay. Well, the the date eighty six uh, got me going because I think the ELCA came into um, into being around eighty eight. So yeah. I was thinking. So that, But those kinds of things are hanging out about the same time. That oh, was fascinating, our, our various selections here.
0: Indeed so, it was.
2: <laughs> okay, well, let's go to a commercial break. And what do we have coming up after this, Pastor? Uh,
0: I don't know.
2: All right, after this, <laughs> we have some <laughs> bumper sticker. Maybe we're going to do a little BS. Bumper sticker oh, yeah. theology. Oh, yeah. And maybe some church signs oh, as well. We'll be right back. Oh, on that Table That did the boogie Little
1: starting roll mess around they're doing the mess around they're doing the mess around everybody doing the mess around it's not a radio show it's a relationship stay tuned for more table talk radio
2: Don't worry, only 12 more minutes of Table Talk Radio, and in the last 12 (laughs) minutes of the program, we're going to be doing uh, your uh, bumper stickers, church signs that you have reported to us, namely... That's why I have Facebook open. 1-800-385-SOLA. We have a Facebook thing? I want to know if we can get more followers than the uh, Vatican...
0: How many does the Pope have 7 million? Oh, no, that's that, that's Twitter, by the way. I don't know if you know this. Twitter and Facebook are different things. Oh, okay. Both, both awesome. Uh, we have currently, I'm looking right now, 924 members on our Table Talk Radio s- closed group. That's amazing your
2: mother has 924 Facebook accounts.
1: <laughs> Indeed.
2: <laughs> she can manage all those. Uh okay, so let's uh let, let's go to the voicemail system and get some uh, bumper stickers or church signs. Um, and again, if you want to call it in, call it one eight hundred three eight five SOLA one 7652 Here's the first one.
1: Saw so a church sign. Uh, it says, uh, "Exposure to the sun S O N prevents burning," and then they quoted from Revelation twenty uh, something. I I didn't catch it quite, but. Yeah, exposure to the sun prevents burning. Uh, there we go, on some sort of Baptist church out here. There we go. Have fun with that. This is
2: Nate. Thank you. Um, okay, so exposure to the sun prevents burning. <laughs> this
1: is.
0: I think we have, this is the, I mean, I don't know how many puns you can make out of the <laughs> fact that sun and sun are two different things, but I'm sure that we'll get these forever. <laughs> There's no end. (laughs) Until the sun sets. Oh. Get it? Until the S-O-N sets. Uh, Yeah. Boy, that was funny. That was hilarious. This, by the way, falls into the category of the one of two categories that the church signs fall into, which is either uh, if only the world knew that we were more punny Mm -hmm. category, Mm -hmm. or wait, that's not a pun category.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's like... That's like the, the category of regret. Here's a pun. Oh, wait, that's not a pun.
0: <laughs> wait a minute. That's just normal words in their normal context. Wait a minute. It's not even a pun. Take that down from the church sign. You know what our church sign says? Service at 915. I'm like, wait, wait, what? I don't get it. <laughs> what do they mean by Service.
2: I can't remember there's some movie uh maybe one of our listeners knows what movie this is but it seems like there was a movie where a guy kept saying no pun intended and but there was no pun there. <laughs> what pun is
0: that? <laughs>
2: That's like these guys. Wait a, Wait a minute. That's supposed
0: to be a pun there's not even <laughs> no, a pun no there. No pun intended. So those are the two categories of church signs. Uh all the if only the world knew that Christians knew how to make puns or no pun intended. <laughs>
2: Yeah, the more puns, the more people.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right.
2: Okay, well, here's another one. Get your puns I,
0: in here. That's what I would say. <laughs> All right, here's another one. <laughs>
1: that's a church
2: I'm going in with a church sign from Saskatoon.
1: Um, it's from one of the other Lutheran churches, and it says, And I think to myself, what a wonderful world.
0: Wait a minute, no pun and, intended. And uh, on a
1: side note for Pastor Wolfmuller, um, the other day, I was picking up some groceries, I heard on the radio Superstitious starting to play, and yeah. I immediately thought of Table Talk Radio.
0: Oh, yeah. It did
2: accomplish its goal. Oh. Thank you very Okay, work.
1: Da, 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 da. <laughs>
2: Boy, look at you. So not only do you get a, a, a Superstition shout-out, but uh, yeah. you also had this uh, song, I think, is that the Louis Armstrong song? I think to myself...
0: And I, and I, yeah, <laughs> that is. And I, and I and think and I, to myself, <laughs> "What a wonderful world." I like the uh, who was that guy? I think the guy over in Hawaii that plays the little mandolin, mm-hmm. Israel Kazamazavavu. Yeah, he's no longer alive. It's true. He played. He did a cover of that song, which is pretty good. Yeah, I believe. Good. Any anywho, all right. Uh, this uh, this goes into the category of wait a minute. That's not a pun. I think to myself, what a wonderful world. (laughs) I wonder what that is actually, uh, probably is an expression of some sort of worldview or theology. I think
2: that there could be a category for, let's borrow some worldliness to get people in here. (laughs) That could be true. Although,
0: you know, the more and more I think about it, the more and more the things that the church is going to be persecuted for is for asserting that we're created by God. That our creation matters, etc. Uh, persecution is coming for that. You've been thinking
2: about this persecution stuff, haven't you? Mm. So, so far, we've covered on Table Talk Radio, we will be persecuted for loving people when it won't be perceived mm-hmm. as very, being very loving,
0: and for yes. asserting that uh, we're created beings. Same thing, by the way. So you you uh, go come along and, concert, and assert, for example, hey, uh, th- your body matters, for mm-hmm. example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're gonna get persecuted for that.
2: Yeah, I mean I think we're seeing that a little bit, right? So uh come along and say, Hey, this uh thing growing in your tummy, mom, is uh a baby because I yeah. know it's because uh it was put there by God. And someone go, Oh, come on. Yeah. There's no well, God. We can You're a hater. Yeah. yeah. okay, maybe he has something going on. Okay, you ready for another one? Or do you want to go to oh, Facebook? Yeah, man. No, I'm ready. Okay. I'm already surfing around a
0: uh, uh church sign that says are you ready for the Spirit's boot
1: camp?
2: Okay. It's <laughs> not a pun. I didn't <laughs> I didn't know the Holy Spirit had boots.
0: <laughs> the at the other church that we were talking about they would have like dancing shoes. <laughs> or boots are too probably. oppressive. <laughs> right. Male dominated church signs. <laughs> Are you ready for the Holy Spirit's high heels camp? <laughs> I wonder what that means. Holy Spirit boot camp. That must mean. I mean, that's what I. That's what we around here call confirmation class. I don't know.
2: Yeah, that's pretty intense here too.
0: <laughs> Recite the Ten Commandments. Give me ten. Ten <laughs> Commandments. Ten. <laughs> seven petitions. He's shouting everything. Get like down that. and give me seven. That's a good
2: that's idea. here. You know, have them do push-ups so they get done with all the memory work. <laughs> yeah. You shall have no other gods. One. I'm not going to use the name.
0: I don't know. Keep doing push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> my, my shoes on their head. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> that's the, that's pref, that's Luther Luther preface kind of stuff right there.
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, want another one?
0: Yo, man, I'm dying oh for more.
2: Let's see. We've got three minutes We roll
0: through here. these things. Yeah. Okay,
2: here's another
0: Hi, this is Mike from Bolingbroke. Uh, I love your show. Uh, I have a church sign, uh, exercise daily, walk with God. Enjoy. Oh, that's putty. There you go. That's more like it. There we go. How come <laughs> he says, I love your show, and you're there
2: snickering? <laughs> I had to pay him 20 bucks to say that. <laughs> yes. well, can't believe you bought it. <laughs> uh, Money
1: oh, well boy. spent, though. Money well yeah. spent. <laughs> this is
0: viral. This show is going viral. This is people listen to it, and they get sick. You know, we... Could... That was a pun right there. Did you get it? That was a... I, I mean, it's viral nice to get in the pun. Viral Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Nice to be pregnant. Okay. Exercise daily. Walk with God. There's something about walking with God in the Bible. We walk in newness of life, says St. Paul in Romans chapter 6 walk worthy of your calling says Paul again in another verse of his writings so that this is uh so that to walk with God is now to hear the scripture and repent ah, contrition and faith that's what it means to walk with God yes and he walks with me and he talks with me oh man that's the that's the hymn in the garden you know about that uh i've heard I of it i think that Whole hymn is a pun. <laughs> All right. Exercise daily, walk with God. Good advice. you know what we do talk about spiritual exercises or spiritual disciplines. so
2: you know what would help us get a lot more uh, Facebook followers? No like if we could offer indulgences or something like that, that would help. Oh, yeah. big that was time. the
0: last show. you are I mean you, that was what we talked about last I have a time.
2: really good memory. I know what we talked about last <laughs> week. and the week before <laughs> that,
0: it was awesome because it was Brian Ketchumar just saying <laughs> here's what's happening on our uh on our uh fa- Facebook pan- fan page it says therandral as fisher king or oberon why it matters i'm not sure what have, that's about i don't either i
2: have another uh, church center bumper sticker all right all right so with right. Uh, <laughs> with our last minute here let's do this one
0: i am in uh, uh, i'm on vacation with my wife in arkansas and we came by this Presbyterian church with a sign out in front uh, saying, One God, Three Voices. I think Whoa. there might be some type of Trinitarian heresy they might stumble into with that, but I'm not sure. Who okay. cares if you're making a good pun?
2: <laughs> we haven't cared about heresy for a long time. <laughs> uh, one, one God, Three Voices. Uh, <laughs> hmm. Do you think that could be leaning towards uh, some modalism there? indeed
0: yeah so. so
2: modalism is the idea that uh, god uh, is one but he manifests himself um in different ways so you you think of like modes or or masks is the way that we think about this so for you know one time he comes out behind the curtain he's wearing his mask of god the father and he, then he goes back behind the curtain and comes out as as uh, god the son and goes back behind the curtain and goes comes out as uh, god the holy spirit which is sort of what this uh, one god three voices is getting at so Yeah, You could have
0: the voice of God, the goddess, and Sophia, Jesus' (laughs) twin sister.
2: Well, thanks for listening to this edition of
0: Table Talk Radio. Where the points are like getting shin splits when you go to the Holy
1: Spirit boot camp. You've been listening to Table Talk Radio. <laughs> no, that's funny the right views there. <laughs> expressed on this show are that of the hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions of this <laughs> if you station. Were wondering. We would like your feedback on today's show. Funny. Call us toll free 1 800 385 SOLA. That's 1 800 SOLA. Or send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. You can listen again to this show or any of our past shows on our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening and tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio.